G'day guys, welcome to the Cronulla Sharks 2023 team preview, a team that finished regular season in second place on the ladder and looking to build on that this season. Now help me analyse their Sharkies, we've got Pat in the house, g'day Pat, how good's the hey, team songs man? Mate, I'm loving it, <laughs> it gets me in the mood. I can't wait till Andy does para, he'll be singing along for <laughs> sure, but we should start a bit of a sing-along, I missed the sing-alongs, that was really good, but the Sharkies mate, what are your thoughts? Uh, mate, Sharkies, I mean I was at, I was... <laughs> I have to say, you were kind to me during the night's body. I thought you were going to come at me with a lot of heat and just talk, tell it's me long, how, how It's a long me. preseason. So I need I you, know, mate. I don't know. And I, was just, I was thinking about all this stuff I was going to say about Cronulla. But like, let's be real. They, they had a great year last year under Fitz, their first year. Um, and they're just such a well-balanced team. I think you, you actually just said it before. Like The cohesion piece, it's actually just so true. They're such a good unit. Yep. Um, and they have that soft as butter draw. Again. So, they, re- again. they wrote it again. You know, you made a great... You know, point with cohesion. The fact that they're the only top four team to actually expand on their squad with the addition of Oregon Confuci, the only players they lost, Luke Metcalf only played one game. He's off to the Warriors. Andrew Fafita was massive for him last year, but again, he was only a 20 minute Fafita, not the world beater we saw from the grand final. And then Aiden Tolman did some jobs as well during the season, but again, he's on the back end of his career. I think they get, they've got some juniors coming through as well. I think they're at a point where I think they can continue to improve. The best part, They've got no origin players. No. <laughs> no locks. Can you imagine a potential minor premier, if not the minor premier, a top four lineup with no origin players? Yeah, it's um it's pretty unheard of, isn't it? Like yeah. it's uh mate, it's yeah, it's looking juicy for him. It yeah. is looking good. Absolutely. So what we'll do tonight again, we'll go starts, duds, cashies, bounce back, trap. If we've got a little bit of time, we'll talk about a little bit of draft. But let's rip in. How good is this place? We love this guy, Nico Hines, 984K, break even of 68. Now, for me, he's set and forget. You know, he's always a threat of origin, but the, the thing, the big, two big things for here is Nathan Cleary, he's got a lock on that number seven jersey. Yep. His versatility puts him in line for 14, but then we saw how good Matt Burden was mm-hmm. at centre, and then again in the World Cup. I think Matt Burden actually leapfrogs. Nico Hines, and then you've also got Jack Wyden in the background as well. I don't think we'll be seeing Nico Hines, even if he does another Dally M season at origin level, man. Yeah, I agree with you. I think um, those two players you mentioned there, like I've always thought that Jackie Wyden's actually probably the best 14 option for us, um, especially if we get Tommy and Latrell back into that team. Yep. So, yeah, some think, good choices. Yeah, good choices. Um, and yeah, Nico, man, like what a year last year. Unbelievable. Um, what a transition to halfback. What's great is he just has such a balanced scoring. Yeah. Which means that he can just score from anywhere. When he goes big, he goes big. Yeah. But he's got great base stats. Playing next to a player like Matt Moylan, and again, we are talking about this off air, Matt Moylan does not get the raps that he deserves for the, Nick, the player Nico became. Yeah. A lot of what happens off the Sharks, the shape comes out of actually Matt Moylan, not Nico Hines. Yeah. And a lot of the kind of Paul, you know, the calls on the field actually comes again from Moylan, not Nico Hines. Yeah, they're just a perfect duo, and I think his health will determine how good Nico goes again. Yeah, it's so true. Like, there's so many shapes that they were running when Nico was the second receiver, and it was actually Moylan at first receiver, and it just worked so well for him. And and Nico, you know, I think compared to you know being a bit being a bit younger. Just really took that on, and mm. it was just so good. I think, yeah, you mentioned that off air, like that combination worked so well, um, and I just can't see that changing. You know, I think the the big thing for me, because I was really trying to drill in to see, okay, where's Nico 
faltering. And I thought that, oh, you know, last year when they played maybe the bigger oppositions or the top, you know, other members of the top four, he struggled. But he actually didn't. He had some of his biggest scoring games against really tough opposition. So yeah. I think, um, yeah, he's he's that set and forget captain option. And you also think his team goal kicker. His goal kicking improved as the season went on. Definitely. I think we'll see the best of him this year with his goal kicking a little bit more because Shark Park's a really hard place to kick goals from. Yeah. He loses DPP. That's the only bad thing, right? Because him at wing fullback half, he literally became the best player in fantasy, right? Yeah. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous last year. (laughs) Mate, he he has a lot of tackles for a half. Mm. He doesn't, like, go missing. 20 tackles averaging. And I know that defense isn't his great point because he's led a couple of tries mm. but it doesn't matter in fantasy you don't get you, you miss tackles are only worth two it doesn't matter right. if you let a try in so on a in a roll basis he does need to improve that but a 1.6 missed tackle count for a guy averaging 20 tackles at half on the edge is pretty good very good i think that that must just come from his storm days right like where he was built up as that utility he's a big body man of, he's, yeah, played, he's about the same size as you yeah big boy plays in you know played a bit in the middle so he, he enjoys the contact Fair, lock him in, set and forget. Yeah, set and forget. What are we kind of, like, well, I think we had a 64 to 66 mark, didn't we? Yeah, I think we just kind of took into account, like, a slight regression, you yeah. know? Like, it, it's always hard to recapture the exact same at such a large number. Yep. Um, you know, even the, the godlike Nathan Cleary had a regression of sorts last year, so... We've kind of gone a little bit moderate on his uh, on his projection, but still, he's going to be a beast. Yeah, next guy, Teague Wilton here, Paddy. 536k, break-even of 37. We saw his upside when Wade Graham didn't start the season last year. The other thing that's very noticeable is how the Sharks kind of declined on their left-side attack when Wade Graham came back. Now, I think Wade Graham, in his speech when he re-signed, he made a pretty big note that he'll do the best thing for the team's interest which for me kind of is reading between the lines that he's had a chat to Fitz and Fitz says, if you want to stay, I think it's time for you to go to the interchange. Yeah, I think, um, mate, if he does that, that's a that's massive for the team, like him putting the team first yep. in terms of Graham. And Teague, Teague's got just so much ability. Well, it's a ring, right? Yeah. You think about all the NBA players, NFL players back into their career, they go to teams that are literally going to win. Yeah. but they take a limited role off the bench because they know that's the best for the team, but they can contribute in other ways off the field. Yeah, very true. That's a really good comparison there. And I think, you know, you've got some great stats here. He He's such a balanced-based player. Yeah. He, he gets stuck into his defense. Um, he plays really well in attack. He's a good hole runner. Um, something that you mentioned to me, you know, that he's a bit of a – he works into games. And if you're going to be that kind of edge-back role where you're working into the game – it, he just gets better as it goes on. So he's line running. He reads the defense as it's coming at him, which is really, really great to see in an edge back rower. Yep. Um, and if he gets to start, like he's a stud. He's got fantasy written all over him. Mate, he's got Fitzgibbon written all over him. Yeah. I'm nearly convinced Fitz is his dad. <laughs> like for our younger listeners, that's exactly the way Teague Wilden plays. He's yeah. a prototype Craig Fitzgibbon. Yeah. And Fitzy was one of the best second rowers in his time. Yeah, so true. Yeah. All right, next guy is... Blake Braley. Now, we covered his, on Wednesday's potty nights, we covered his brother. Yeah. Now, I think we both agree that Jaden might be slightly more advanced in fantasy scoring. Yeah. Probably does a little bit more defense, runs the ball a little bit more. I think Blake's a better player, and that doesn't always translate into fantasty. Yeah. He's probably a little bit more durable than his brother as well. 
Yeah, like, and for the smaller frame, like he's very durable. Yeah, he doesn't miss a lot of games. Um, yeah, we're having a pretty good chat about him. I think they've like they're almost ex- identical price as well between the two, and he's a very good option. And I think if he can just up that running game, get some of those attacking stats, you know, that was the whole thing about him, right? He was the the better attacking version of Jaden. Yeah, and we just haven't seen it translate fully into first grade yet, but. There is definite potential there. I think he's got more potential to be a bigger ceiling player. I think so too. I think we both have a, a void round one. Yep. Watch him early just to see the improvements again mm. over the preseason. Like, Brian, Brian Freddie, me and you could pick up that he needs to run more. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure that Fitz will be working with him over time, over the, the off-season. Yeah, and I think um, we also may mention, you know, that he – or, sorry, off-air we may mention that Cronulla suit a game where they could play that crash ball – at the line. Mm. So he should be picking up more try assists. Like I know that they go to maybe a, another, they like that forward interchange of play on the line, but there's no reason why Blake can't be the guy. Yeah, I think so too. Now we don't really have any, oh, we do have a, a slight dud here. No, 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 no. Now we're going to kind of put, and we'll put a kind of like a dud slash what, Trap City <laughs> I think this is more because we like that song, but <laughs> just putting the two centers in there. And, Patty, I think with both guys, you know, you've got Jesse Raymond at 587k, a break even of 41. Somehow, Sifa Talakai is 14k higher at 601 with the same break even. I don't know how that works with maths, but. I just think they're both fully priced and kind of at that full potential yep. for where they are right now. It's going to take a big change in their game mm. for them to... Because they've both got silly little errors, dropped off tackles. Yep. That's hard to fix. They're kind of mid-25s. Like, they've already yep. matured as footballers. I think we've already kind of, we're kind of seeing the best of them. Yeah. And then with Sifa losing the edge, kind of takes away his value. I do like the fact that he's going to get a full preseason. Yep. at centre. But just for round one, it just kind of seems that there's just no point taking with There's no value. Mate, hundred. That, that's the key word there is value. Like, there's no doubt that they have a very fantasy-relevant game, but it's probably more suited to draft. You know, like Yeah, because you can take them, what, round five or six, yeah, get yourself yeah. a top centre, move on. Exactly. Where in, you know, in traditional... They're just there's no wiggle room. Like realistically, yeah. even with even with Talakai getting that preseason, like how much more is he going to add on to it? He's not going to be a like a mid fifty center. Yeah. So I just think that yeah, it, it's an avoid potential watch list. Maybe like yeah. you can see for the run home, you know both, where you're at. Yeah, both momentum players, right? Yeah, exactly. So if you can get a cheapie start of the season, work up to him and pick it at the right point, then you might go on a little bit of momentum run. Sell them out and then finish. Yeah, and we may um, we spoke about this off air. Like the toughest part of their draw is the start of the season. Yeah. So if you're if you're looking at it from a round one perspective, hardest draw part of the draw for the Sharks is from round one to their three. Buy, yeah. Or round one to three. Well, we got bunnies, and then we go to eels, and then we travel to raiders. Yeah. So tough start, and then you've got two centers who rely a bit on attacking stats. Yep. So that might be kind of limited <laughs> to them. Um, so, yeah, I think... Everything he says, just kind of don't yeah, touch them, don't right? Touch. Yeah. Exactly. All right, let's move on to some cashies. Now, the Sharky's got plenty of these little cashies that might kind of give us some juice here, Paddy. Now, the first one I'll just talk about quickly is obviously Braden Trindle. 
His relevance comes because of Matt Moreland's health. Even though he did have a top season, only missed two games, there's always a chance of Matty Moreland. Yep. So at 250k, you've got to put him on your little watch list, your little black book. He's only break even at 17. Other guys, Matt Ikevalu. Now, we've got a tasty little discount here, Paddy. Yeah. 372k, break even at 26. He is a quality footballer, and both wingers for the Sharks, Katoa. And I know Ronnie played most of the season last year, but in previous seasons, he's had some issues with injuries. So we've got to keep him on the watch list, man. Yeah, 100%. Like, we were speaking about him off air. He's, he's got such a fantasy-relevant game. And if he can just get a get a spot, he is definitely someone that you should be bringing Ooh, to your teams. mate. He breaks tackles. He scores tries. He's just a machine. Yeah, he's a machine. He's the guy that I'm really a guy. I just got him in the black book, so I know he's going to be in there some sometime. I know that Connor Tracy's also in there as well, but I just think Matt Ikuvalo is just an out-and-out winger, and I think that told. Like, we had so much depth at the end of the year, and they all got injured literally in the same game, <laughs> the last two games, and, like, we ran out of – we had Lockie Miller – on yeah, the wing, which geez. he's the next man we'll talk about. He got discounted too. And now you're more excited because you Very think excited. he's going to the Knights. 426K. I think we can kind of talk about this with him potentially being the number one at the Sharks eventually or being the number one at the Knights. I think don't think it matters. He's yeah. so fantasy relevant. He's so bloody fantasy relevant. Um, obviously, as a Knights fan... It would be fantastic for him to come across because oh, yeah. he would really well, he completes you, spine. right? He really completes that spine. But yeah, just taking a look at him, and he has at fullback such a good fantasy game. Even when he played on the wing, you know, he had 120 run meters from the wing with a lot of tackle breaks, score and tries. And then if you take a look at just last year, if you look at his last year stats, 163 average run meters with eight tackle breaks per game like that's just so good run first mentality mate. run first and he's you know he's got that rugby sevens background so he's used to having a bit of space and he's all about his speed and breaking a tackle so yeah if he can get a crack and if he can get a run on even on the wing potentially obviously it's not as juicy yeah just at just at his price like he's got a 27 break even and he averaged 44 if you can get a first grade fullback with the skill set of what he's got oh I think it's a steal. You'll be making 20 points. Yeah, he'd be an absolute must-have. What do you reckon, Pritchard? If he started every week in first grade, he'd be high 40s, I think. High 40s, definitely. I think, yeah, he'd he'd be similar to maybe like a Dylan Edwards kind of player where a lot of run made, a lot of base stats, like a lot of runs, a lot of tackle breaks. And you just take that any day of the week. So this is going to be the issue, right? We're trying to figure out what... The shark. See, the Knights don't have a lot left to give to the Sharks, right? No. And we don't need anything from the Knights because Lockie Miller at the moment, he's tied for with Dykes as the backup yes. fullback. And so, Iro? Well, Iro as well, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. So it's, we're in a place where the Sharks have got all the cards because <laughs> we don't have to let him go. From what I understand... And uh, here at Talking League, we don't necessarily buy into the conjecture and the rumours. But from what I understand, it's not going to be a trade. So it's purely, just pure cash. It's just pure, yeah, pure cash. So that so, just doesn't make sense because I spoke to my Sharkies guys and they say it hasn't been mentioned once at training. And he's apparently shooting the lights out at training. Yeah, because he knows he's going to need that extra fitness for when they he's call it, at They the call Knights. it Miller time. Miller time, mate. That makes me even more excited as a Knights fan. That's arousing. <laughs> Mate, Barry Tui is saying that it's looking favourable. The way I see it, but late 20s, it's nearly slack to stay, stand in his way, right? Yeah, if you're saying that he's like fourth in line at fullback, 
Like he's better than. Stop that. creating narratives. I Man, said equal well, second. Equal second. He's fourth. <laughs> I reckon he's fourth in line. Well, that's and the yeah, way. If you were negotiating, line. you would say he's fourth, just to kind of yeah get him out of the sharks. But yeah, I think that's one to stay tuned. Put him in the black 100%. book because he'd be at any point that he starts, and it looks like his job security's there. Yeah. You're picking him up, hundred percent. All right, we didn't get to Knights. Or see, this is the thing about a top four team where everyone's priced. You can kind of do it in like under twenty minutes. So I think the Knights. <laughs> we could have went for another hour just yeah, talking about Callum Ponga, pretty much. But the guy we want to talk about here, Cameron McInnes, because I think he's a draft. We both have him in kind of that round three, the four that we'll pick him up. But yep. Paddy's a fifty point man every every week. We talked a little bit about Blake Braley. I think they do need to start spelling him. Yep. And the perfect thing is to give McInnes more minutes. Yeah, I think um, like he's he only has upside. Like he's just such a fantasy beast. So. Even looking at his average last year, like a 50 average, not playing the 80 that he's usually doing. It's crazy, man. Like, it's actually crazy. So, if you can pick him up at, yeah, you know, like round three, late round three to round four, I think is a really good spot for him. And at the end of the day, if anything happens to Vanukin or if anything happens to Braley, or even if nothing does happen, like I think you're right. Like there's a big potential that he just takes some minutes up front, regardless. Round three is perfect, right? Because you're not really taking a punt, but you kind of are mm. because of the fact is you're going to get your fifty every week. Yeah. But on the flip side, there's a chance of twenty seven rounds that Braley or Vanukin don't finish the season. Yeah. Or maybe some restings towards the end of the season. You might play a grand final. He's starting playing eighty minutes, scores you seventy five. Mate, hundred percent. Like, there's just there's only upside to him, and if you if the downside is fifty, like that's in a draft, like you're taking good. that. Yeah, you're taking that. For draft, get amongst it. I'd nearly even maybe advance. Oh, I don't think round two, but round three, early round three, I'll yeah. probably try to snap him up. But yeah, that was Cronulla Sharks, short one, eighteen minutes compared to our I think twenty five minutes there for the Newcastle Knights. We'll be back. We'll be doing the Brisbane Broncos as well. Yeah. But I think we'll give some of the other boys a uh, crack. I know Corbs, he'll be covering the Bulldogs and Dragons. So I know he was really, really excited to do that. So I'm sure that will be next week. And I know that Riley and Jakey really wanted to do the Cowboys too. So I think you'll probably be hearing their voices before you hear another team's preview from us. But before we do, stay tuned. January 30 is a big day for us. We've got a huge, huge something huge dropping I won't tell you what it is, but it's going to cover a lot of players and it's going to be something special. So stay tuned for that. Our friends at Game Bass Squad as well, they've got some major announcements. Everyone's got major announcements. It's not that time of year. The salary cap's gone up. <laughs> they've got product enhancements, huge prizes for next year, for this year, 2023. So be sure to check out, register your fantasy team for free at www.gamebassquad.com.au. Don't miss out. All right, Paddy. Great little summary there. It's a good one, man. We'll go back. We'll go Brizzy. Knights. That was... We just keep improving. That's it, mate. Just Second run out. Strengths to strengths. That's it. Second run out. Maybe if we do the Knights one again, we could probably rip it in 16. <laughs> we probably Chiba. can. I won't gush about Pongo as much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll see you next week for more team previews. Just remember, Wednesday night around 7.30, 8 o'clock, we do the live Q&As. We'll do that for the whole of the preseason. We'll also have Around the Traps every Saturday as well. Around the team previews we're doing early because we'll be covering all the positionals. The positionals will be last. So plenty of coverage. We've got a big team, so we'll be covering plenty. But thanks again, Patty, for your thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll check you next week.